Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. So this is a little intro before the intro. I wanted to come in and let you know that for today's episode 68, Finding Your Authentic Voice, there is a worksheet available for you to download. Isn't that so exciting? I am really excited about this. From now forward, whenever we feel that it will help you, we're going to try and put together something to accompany an episode where I'm giving you tools or exercises. So today, episode 68, Finding Your Authentic Voice, I'm actually giving you a bunch of things that you can do to tap into your voice. And so if you go to my website, www.stacybrassrussell.com and click on the podcast tab, you will be able to download a worksheet that goes with today's episode. We'll always let you know when there are worksheets available, but I am so excited about being able to bring this to you uh, from here forward. So without further ado, You're going to hear me switch over to the introduction that I recorded when I recorded this episode for you, but I really hope that you're going to find this little extra bonus really helpful and something that you can enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. I am really excited to talk to you about today's topic. We're going to be talking about your voice, about finding your authentic voice, about what that even means, because I think it's something that, you know, gets said a lot and you may kind of hear that referenced a lot. So I am very excited to talk to you about this being a voice person, you know? And when I was thinking about the episode and what I wanted to talk about, I thought, oh, this is so funny. One of the things that I teach and say and talk about a lot is how the things that that we had to work really hard for, like the things that um, that don't come easy to us are the things that that we we then like tend to want to teach and talk about, you know, because we had to work so hard to get there. And I thought, oh, wow, you know, using my voice is something that I've been doing since I can remember. It's it's a really natural thing. I've, I've, I'm a singer. I've been a performer my whole life. I had a whole voiceover career. Um, and so I, when I, when I realized, I, and of course, whenever I realized that I should do an episode on something, it's always because of some conversation that I'm having or something that comes up with a client or just something that I just become really aware of in the general kind of zeitgeist community. Um, And when I thought about voice and then I sat down and then started planning how I wanted to talk about it and what I wanted to talk about, I realized that um, 
in my like in my evolution, right? I talk about evolution a lot, um, from being a performer to being a yoga teacher to being a coach, and then having the business that I have. That my relationship to using my voice has shifted and changed and evolved so much over, you know, at this point, well over four decades. And I have so many different facets or angles that I can talk about the voice, uh, you know, with you, about the voice with you. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I think that you are going to come away with some really great, um, kind of aha moments. (laughs) I'm predicting your aha moments. No, I really do think that by the end of the episode, you're going to have some great things to think about and some new tools. I'm going to give you some tools and, and practical things that you can, that you can use. And, and we'll be talking about like the voice on many levels. Before we do that, I do want to just say that by the time this episode is out in the world, um, which will be mid-Feb 2023, um, we will have just finished uh, one of our really robust, amazing community trainings on niche. Know your niche. And I am predicting that by the time that training is over, we will have added some new amazing members to the Passion and Prosperous Academy. Um, so first of all, I'm excited about that. I'm already excited. I already know it's going to happen as I'm recording this. And secondly, uh, I want to remind you that the Passion and Prosperous Academy is an ongoing always available, incredible program that you are welcome into at any time. So at any moment that you're listening to the show and you feel the calling to step into a container that's going to give you so much support. And it's not only support like um, if you feel like you're at the very beginning, right? Like if you're, if you're, if you have nothing, no no business yet. But I actually believe that we all need to be inside of a supportive community with a coach mentor that can help us get to our next level, whatever that is. And the academy can be that for many of you, even if you already make money in your business, but what you're looking to do is go to your next level and offer group programs and um, courses and scale and make more money and figure out like what it looks like when you start expanding, right? So um, if that's you, you should reach out to me uh, and let's talk about you joining us in the Academy. Okay, so talking about your voice. You know, your voice is such an important part of but you're everything, right? Your your life, your business, and you know the show is called Passion and Prosperous. Life and business is what we talk about here. Um, we're not only talking about your business, and um, so using your voice is obviously not something that is exclusive to your business, and it's a really important part of your business. And I think that the way that I said, you know, I kind of take it for granted that I've been using my voice, you know, kind of personally and professionally for so long, I would imagine that most everyone takes for granted that they use their voice or their, you know, in their personal life, that you're not thinking, ooh, I need to work on my voice uh, in my personal life. Although, 
when we talk about things like boundaries and um, asking for what you want and, you know, being able to um, have relationships with the people in your life and around you, um, that is your voice, right? And finding your voice, especially if you identify as someone who maybe grew up not really feeling like you could express yourself or be heard. Um, lots of people grow up in 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 homes where that horrible thing is has been said, which is, you know, children should be seen and not heard, you know, um, or like sitting around the dinner table and having some parents say, you know, if you don't have something, you know, interesting to say, don't say anything, but all kinds of things um, that do create a lot of limiting beliefs and really, really bad self-confidence stories for a lot of people when it comes to expressing themselves and using their voice. So I guess I shouldn't say that everyone takes it for granted that they can use their voice in their regular life because I now am saying that's not actually even true. Um, But typically when we get to a point where we're trying to create a business, a service-based business. We want to be more successful. We want to attract clients. We want to do marketing. We want to even forget about that kind of business, but we want to write a book. We want to put our, our, you know, our thoughts and our voices out in the world. We want to have impact. Um, Using our voice becomes more and more of an important instrument or tool that we have to work on using really well. Right. If you think of your voice as 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 a tool and then you think of any other tool that you might use, you know, you probably need to get better at it. Right. If you want to be a chef, you're going to take a class on how to use a knife and have knife skills. Right. You want to be some sort of a a builder. You're going to know which which hammer and which wrench and which. See, I don't even know the names of tools. you're going to know what to use and how to use it, right? Anything that we do. And so when you yourself are the instrument, right? When you're the instrument, I guess if you are a dancer, your body can be the instrument without your actual vocal cords, right? And then if you are doing anything that involves communication and relating to other people, your voice is a very important instrument or tool for you to learn how to use. And one of the things that I think doesn't get really talked about or acknowledged that much is how we have thoughts and ideas and even let's even go beyond verbal, like you're right, because your thoughts are verbal, right? Like, but let's even go beyond things that come out or that formulate in our brains as words or sentences. And let's even go deeper as to like say that we have a voice that kind of originates in in our like being, right? It, it originates in your soul. It originates in your heart. It originates in your belly, right? Like, like and it originates as like as a, 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 a feeling, um, something that you know, right? Like sometimes your intuition and your deep inner wisdom comes to you in a, in a form of where it, it, it almost feels like there aren't words to put around it. 
And that's why so many people that come to work with me, when we first get together, they say, I don't know how to describe what I do. I just need to basically get in the room with someone and do it and work my magic, right? And it's one of the greatest struggles for so many of the people that I work with, right? And even I'm going to say myself included, like like back in the day, um, is to really put words around what we know, right? Like what we intuitively know. So if you want to have a business and you want to like communicate and attract and uh, or put things out into the world, create, right? There, depending on what you're doing, for a lot of us, there's an importance in being able to take what's inside of us and get it out of us in the form of words, right? And those are words, whether we're using our voice to say the words literally or sing the words or whatever, or write the words. And so what I want to talk about today is, is, is how our voices are so important in our passion and prosperous lives and businesses. And therefore, what's really important also is you feeling like you can tap into what we're going to refer to as your authentic voice. Because one of the things that happens a lot is looking around at how other people are saying things or expressing them or writing them. And I look, I think it's totally great to get inspiration. I think it's great to um, have other things, whether it's what other people are saying or doing, um, stimulate. A lot of times the way I come up with what I want to talk about or write about or whatever it is I want to do, a lot of times um, I was stimulated or there was a catalyst of something else that I saw someone else say. Um, So there's great value in, you know, it's almost like getting prompts, you know, from what you hear and see other people saying and doing. But at the end of the day, we can't, we can't copy how other people do things or how they say things or how they write things. Well, first of all, that's plagiarism. Um, But second of all, um, it's just not, it's not ethical. It's not cool. And it's not authentic. And being not in your authenticity, like not in your authentic voice can only take you so far. It might be able to get you a little bit of the way, but then at some point, right, it's like the emperor's new clothes, right? It's like at some point someone's going to find out that like that the well runs dry because you're not able to come up with anything um, of your own or original, right? Or you're not able to back up what you're putting out there because it's not really authentic to you. So when I'm referring to authentic voice, I'm referring to all of these different voices. Okay, ready? Number one, your literal voice, like your voice, your vocal cords. It's not uncommon. I just want you to know so that if you think this is you, I want you to know you are not alone. It is not uncommon for a passionate human who wants to do their meaningful work and make money doing what they love. It's not uncommon for a person 
to get really tense or like kind of blocked or close up in their voice and throat when it comes to public speaking, we'll call it. Whether that's literally speaking in front of people or being put on the spot to talk about what you do or having to be on, make a video on social media or talk into the camera or be on stage and speak or teach, you know, a class. And it is not uncommon for someone who might even see themselves as really gregarious and, um, and, you know, like love to talk when they're in social settings to freeze up when it comes to being, you know, kind of visible or being, we'll call it like on stage, right. Or being in the spotlight. And that freezing up is not, is not always like freezing up on ideas or freezing up on words, right? Because the words could literally be written right in front of you. And you could have this experience where your voice itself, and remember your vocal cords are are muscles, right? That they, that they just completely stop working or, all right, we won't go that far, but even just feeling that you don't that you don't use your voice, that all of a sudden you start talking differently. Uh, maybe it's less conversational or maybe, you know, one other thing that I used to coach a lot of the yoga teachers that I trained to be trained to be teachers was I would coach them on not all of a sudden teaching a yoga class using what I called like yoga teacher voice, right? Like this really sing-songy voice that no one really wants to listen to, but it's kind of this voice that we put on like as if like all of a sudden you're in the yoga classroom and everyone is a three-month-old baby, <laughs> right? Or or a dog or a cat, right? Um, and, you know, I'm putting on this voice that that's almost like a character, you know, a character voice. Um, So that's one level that we're going to talk about, about like your voice. Okay. Then number two, talking about your voice when it comes to your voice, and I'm putting up my quote fingers, um, your voice when it comes to the language that you use, you know, like you, like, how do you talk? What's your, you know, how do you, um, how do you, like, what phrases do you use? What's your, what's your vernacular? You know, just like what comes out of you? What's your, your general kind of, you know, speaking pattern style? Um, uh, you know, again, like language, that's the, that's the best, like kind of, um, way to put it. Okay. And then there's your vibe, right? So what is your tone or your vibe? And this comes off in both, like, audio, like you can hear this, like people have actually sent me lots of messages saying that they love the show because I'm really funny, right? So people do tell me, they're like, oh my God, you crack me up. I love when you say this or that. So people like the humor and they also like the down to earthness and they also like the authority, right? So like the, and, and, and lots of things about my vibe that comes through in both my, my, like how I speak when I'm doing a recording, as well as how I speak when I'm teaching a class, as well as how I write, right? But we're going to get to that in a minute. But that vibe part crosses over all of those mediums. And then there's using your voice in a way that resonates. 
And what I mean by that is then there's knowing how to use your voice, but to use certain language that your audience or ideal clients are going to resonate with, right? So it's still your voice, but it's also using language or um, specific references that's going that that that's going to resonate with the people that you are trying to attract. Then there's your silent voice, I call it, right? Which is like how all of your ideas are formed, your thought leadership, your your you you know, like kind of the way that you transmit information, right? So so whenever you are speaking or sharing something, you are essentially filtering some sort of information, right? It's really important to remember that none none of us are really saying anything totally new. You've heard this before, right? There's nothing super original. I mean, unless you're a scientist and you're devoting your entire life to literally discovering, you know, like uh, the 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 theory of relativity, <laughs> unless you're unless that's what you're doing, or you're trying to like uh, uncover brand new information about a black hole that that no one has figured out yet. Um, the rest of us, we're kind of like we're kind of talking about, you know, what everyone's talking about, you know, or what it's been talked about before. But the thing is, is that it's great for you to talk about it because you're filtering it through your unique lens and point of view, which is made up of like every single experience you've ever had, every thought you've ever had, everything is being filtered through your unique lens. And therefore the way that you express, share, and, you know, um, transmit information, um, the way you interpret it, the the way that that you share it. It's so unique to you, but it originates as your thoughts. So, so your thoughts, right, are your voice, which is why we talk a lot about the inner critic. We talk a lot about like your the voice inside your head. <laughs> Hopefully, we're not talking about too many voices inside your head because that would be... <laughs> schizophrenia. But um, but we all have a voice inside of our head. Sometimes we've got like a couple, right? Like I like to say like, yeah, you know, we all have like that asshole voice, you know, the one that's like, you know, telling you like, what are you doing? You know, asshole voice. And then we all, and then we have our voice. We, so we've got a couple, but they're all us, right? And our ideas and how we want to formulate things and there and then share them out in the world begin with our inner voice right with with our thoughts so that's a version of your voice and i'll just this is a little side note that i've always loved and found totally fascinating which is um in in yoga practice and in, in indian tradition uh in the practice of mantra right so what is mantra mantras are um, things that you repeat. I call, I consider affirmations to be mantras, but if we were just being really technical with like Sanskrit mantra, mantra, right? Like mantras are short, powerful affirmations that when you re- reiterate them and repeat them over and over and over again, they actually like go into your subconscious. They, Im- they impact your brain in a positive way. These are only positive things. And, um, so you've heard like various different, like Om Namah Shivaya is a mantra, right? Um, uh, 
there's lots of, I'm not going to start singing mantras right now, but like, you know, there's like, Asatoma Sakamaya, Tamasoma Joytir Gamaya, Mrityorma Amritam Gamaya. So what is that? That's a Sanskrit mantra, right? That says, um, lead me from the from darkness to light, lead me from the unreal to the real, and lead me from the fear of the unknown to the bliss of my own nature, right? Or the fear of death to my the blissfulness of my own true nature. That's a beautiful, like classical mantra, right? And when we so the reason I'm sharing all this with you is it is said that when you repeat a mantra out loud, it's really powerful. That's why people get together and 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 sing, right? Sing together. But silent repetition of mantras and affirmations are actually con- considered to be the most potent. So it's actually the most powerful form of repeating a mantra is when you do it silently. So the reason why I'm saying this to you is because it's a, I want you to really understand that the voice that never gets, comes out through your vocal cords is still considered voice. It's still considered a really powerful tool and instrument. And then finally, as I mentioned earlier, there's the version of your voice that comes out not through your vocal cords, but that comes out through the written word, right? Comes out through the page, we'll call it. So that's a lot of levels or layers, right? Of voice, isn't it? It's kind of like it's your actual physical voice and what it sounds like. And then it's like your language, you know, like the way that you speak, the 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 way that you communicate, you know, how you've sort of evolved into the vocabulary that you use, the the kinds of um, analogies that you use. This is all comes from your experience and this is all how we evolve, right? That we carry forward with us, um, all of our knowledge. And then of course, there's your vibe. Are you, you know, serious, funny? These are some of the words I wrote down, witty, sarcastic, sincere, authoritative, right? Then there's like, the resonant voice that we use when we know that we're trying to speak in a way that's going to resonate with other people specifically on intentionally. And then there's our silent voice, which is like the origin voice. It's the, it's the voice that are, that is like, that are begins as our thoughts and our thought leadership and our ideas and how we want to take information that's in us wisdom, information, knowledge, and transmit it and how we want to, like how we want, what spin we put on it, right? That's literally your authentic voice is the spin that you put on existing information and knowledge, right? And then finally, the written word. So, so that's a lot of voice layers. So here's the thing. The question is, can someone else do it for you? Now, or does, do you need to have your authentic voice? So as I said, there were some things that felt like they were coming up in the zeitgeist and in the air about like getting me ready for this episode. So I'm going to be really transparent with you. 
one of the things was that I've been getting ready for my New Year niche training, which is coming up, which by the time you listen to this, it will already have happened. Woo, right, Twilight. Ooh, do, 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 do. Okay, Twilight Zone. Time travel is what I'm always experiencing when I record the show because I'm always aware of that, like, it'll be released and there'll be, like, all of this shit that happened between the show and then. Um, but I'm trying to project myself into the future. So anyway, know your niche. I'm getting ready for it. And I'm like, holy shit. As I always have this experience and I tell this to my clients, right, be prepared, I'm like getting ready for the training and I'm like, oh my God, I have so much shit I have to write. I have to write marketing emails. I have to write social media posts. I have to write copy for, you know, uh, for the uh, landing opt-in page. I have to write copy for this. I have to write, create the actual training itself and know what I'm teaching and have the handouts and blah, blah, blah. So I was getting ready with all of that. And I was like really realizing how, um, how, much time and energy I put into how I write those things. Now, you might, you might get to hear from another business owner who goes, meh, I don't, I don't know. I just put whatever, right? And they're really successful and they make a lot of money, you know? But this is how SBR does it. And so that's what I'm sharing with you. Um, so I was doing that and I was like really thinking about like optimizing my business. I'm just telling you that the whole backstory. Um, I was really thinking about, you know, am I optimized? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not fully optimized, but whenever you, whenever your business is growing and scaling and you're doing new things, you're constantly having to ask yourself, like, how can I, what do I need to do to sort of grow into this next level? What do I need to do to optimize? And so I was really thinking about, you know, at what point do I, if I ever want to have other people doing certain things for me, what is the reason why I don't always do that? Like have other people write certain things for me. And it always comes back to my voice. It always comes back to knowing because I hear from you all, like I know this to be true. That's such a big thing that attracts people to me, to this show, whatever is me and my voice. And so no one else can be me. And that's just a good reminder for you. No one else can be you. So if you ever did want to hire someone else to write for you, right, whether it was writing, a, you know, a, your speech, if you're going to be the president, um, you know, there are speech writers out there, there are copywriters out there. If you're ever going to have other people write for you, the important thing for remem to remember is that it's not going to serve you really well unless they already know what your voice is so that they can approximate it, mimic it, sound like you. They can't sound like you if you've never done the work first, right? So it's kind of like, it's kind of like hiring out and outsourcing for your voice before you've actually established enough of your voice in the written word, in the spoken word for an expert to hear and then work off of usually doesn't work. I have a copywriter that helps me when I need her. And one of the very first things she asked for when we were talking about working together was writing samples. Can you please send me a bunch of things, sales pages, copy that you've written, emails to your list, right? She couldn't have started writing for me without that right? Without being able to hear and see, like, what's my style? 
So anyway, so 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 what made me think about voice and all of that was I was thinking about is it time to have someone else do some of this again? I've had it done before, but I go kind of like I do it as needed, you know? So there was that. And then the other reason why this came up was dun 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 dun. I started playing around with chat GPT. Now, AI, artificial intelligence, in the last few months, it's just been like exploding. And then just in the last, I don't know, two months, this thing, chat GPT, has come out. Now, I don't know if any of you have been playing with it, but I found myself. So here's what happened. This is really interesting. A lot of people that I um, that I associate with, whatever you want to call it, like that are uh, that are in, on that I see on social media, that I follow, um, friends of mine that are in my mastermind, whatever. I just started seeing people posting about Chat GPT, and also another one on Canva, Canva Magic, right, or something like that. But anyway, Chat GPT, and I started getting this little panicky feeling. I'm just going to be honest. And the panicky feeling wasn't like being afraid of chat GPT or AI. It was the opposite. It was that I felt like, oh no, I'm so busy. I have so much going on. And there's this really important tool that everyone's talking about. And I don't feel like I have time to like learn it. And I don't learn certain like new technology. I don't learn. I learned some of it really quickly and some of it not so quickly. And I just made a story up about how I wasn't going to be able to learn this one. It just felt overwhelming to me. But someone that I, a coach that I follow, um, put out a little workshop, uh, a free training on it that I didn't even get into the whole training. I got there late. And by the end of it, she had taught us a couple of uh, a couple of prompts that we could use in chat GPT and to see how we could use it for our businesses. It was geared toward coaches. And I like lost my mind. I mean, so I started playing with chat GPT and one of the things that she taught us, right, was to ask G- chat GPT to analyze our writing style by giving it a sample of writing and then let it tell us what our writing style is according to itself, to ChatGPT, so that then we could ask ChatGPT to write something for us in our own writing style. Now, again, this brings us back to the very same thing that I said to you about having a copywriter, right? The, so ChatGPT is no different. You could plug in like, hey, ChatGPT, write me a social media post, um, you know, about X, Y, and Z, and it can pop that out. But it's not going to sound like you. It's going to sound generic. It's going to sound, um, it's just going to sound informational. Um, and then you would need to know how to prompt it or what to say to get it to start changing that style or tone to sound more like either you, hopefully, or or what you'd like it to sound like. So, so I put in the writing sample and ChatGPT wrote me back 
I would describe your writing style as motivational, personal, and conversational with a business-focused approach. You use a lot of explanations and personal anecdotes to create an enthusiastic and relatable tone, and you seem to be speaking directly to the reader. You also use a lot of specific examples, such as Yellow Brick Road System and Know Your Niche, which gives the reader a clear idea of what your strategy is. Your language is also quite direct and assertive, giving the impression that you are an expert in your field and you know exactly what you're talking about. Overall, your writing style is effective in creating a sense of urgency and excitement around the topic you are discussing and encouraging readers to take action. Holy fuck, right? Like when I read that, I was like, oh my God. Well, first of all, I felt happy. I was like, ooh, I like that. Like that made me feel good. Um, But also I was like, now I could actually tell ChatGP to write me something in my style, which it just really analyzed really well. And I started playing around with that. And this is all part of what made me think, You need to discover your authentic voice for a million reasons, including being able to utilize a tool like this. Now, you might be on the camp right now where you're like, AI is going to ruin the world. And, you know, you might have like a kid in school and, you know, it's being banned in school. So look, this is like, this is a very controversial new technology. But the thing that you all have to know is that it's not going anywhere. It is here to stay. This is it. And just like every new thing, I'm sure that when cars were invented, people were like, cars are going to ruin. I mean, they kind of did ruin the world, like the environment. But you know what I mean? Like every single time we up-level as a society, we come up with all the reasons why this is horrible and a disaster, right? But at the end of the day, we all have to adapt. And there are always ways to make every... There's always ways to be the ones that use something really well and for good. And then there are always ways to use something for shitty, you know, means to an end, right? There, that's with everything. Everything has both. So if you want, you can be in the camp of like figuring out like how this is so helpful and beneficial and how to use it well. Obviously, it needs to have bound, you know, there needs to be things put in place. Um, it can be just as dangerous as, as social media is, but don't forget, social media is dangerous too, right? So yeah, there are definitely kinks and lots of things that need to be worked out. And I'm not saying it's perfect, but what I am saying is that it is a tool that can be really useful for those of us who need to generate a lot of copy, a lot of written word, uh, even a lot of things to say. Like, I believe that it could write a talk. It could write a, it could write a speech. I definitely know that, right? I've already been playing with it, writing like my bio for like Forbes magazine and Entrepreneur magazine. You know, um, it's, it's just been a really uh, like op- expanding tool for me. Um, so back to the episode, I was like, man, I've got to really tell everybody how important it is to get into their voices and to do whatever they need to do to get authentic and to really become comfortable with how you talk. Because not only is it essential, forget about chat GPT and writing, not only is it essential, because it is essential for even having effective conversations. 
And you know that I talk all the time about how you have to be talking about your ideas, what you do, your thought leadership, um, you know, your mission, your message, how you do what you do, who you help. It, if you want to have a business where you get to make money off of your own gift, skills, and passion, which is what this whole show is about, right? You've got to be really comfortable talking, really comfortable talking. And not just talking on stage, but talking in conversation. Your words have to flow out of you. And one of the things that my Know Your Niche training is about, which I'm not promoting to you because it's over, although I'm pretty sure that by the time you're listening to this, (laughs) you can pay for it if you want. Um, But one of the things that, that that I say in my training and that I promote it as, that I advertise it as, is your niche is not a is not an awkward convoluted sentence that you sat and racked your brain to create trying to make sure that you covered all the bases and told the world about how you can solve every problem that they have right your niche is not an awkward sentence with too many words in it but guess what most people that i encounter are writing a niche statement that is called sometimes a hot hook or an an elevator pitch right whatever you freaking want to call it. Um, And they're writing it and it sounds, it's nothing that they would ever say. It would sound so weird and convoluted if they ever tried to use that as like a natural sentence, like a natural way of speaking. So a really big gap that exists with um, service-based entrepreneurs that need to be out in the world speaking, speaking on social media, making videos, putting their faces and voices out there, making reels, going to networking, talking to people on the street, telling everyone that you know what you do, being able to, at the drop of a hat, say what you do or, or who you work with or how you do it, making offers, being on discovery calls, leading trainings, workshops, challenges. Um, offering value. And it it has to be conversational. It has to be natural. It has to sound like you. It has to sound genuine. What makes you sound confident and, and, and what makes you sound like an expert is when you say your shit with ease. So learning how to do that is a, it's a skill. Yeah. For some people, does it come naturally? Yes. But for some people, do they have to like use tools to work at it and get better at it? Yes. That's why there's all kinds of teachers from like voice teachers to body work people to coaches to speaking coaches to thought leader coaches to people like me who are like gifts and skills and um, mission thought leader coaches that help you to turn all your stuff into like into physical reality courses, trainings, books, podcasts. Um, you know, what do you want speaking? What do you want to say? It has to be organized. So I help people do a lot of the organizing of thoughts and of message and of, you know, but when you then put that out into the world and you, and you want to get on a podcast and be a guest or you want to do anything You have to be able to translate all of your amazing wisdom, knowledge, intellect, all of your trainings, the work that you do. You have to be able to deliver that 
in a way that feels like it's flowing. It's rolling off your tongue. And so that's not, that's like a million layers, right? It's the physical layer of like not tensing up in your voice and, and, and being able to use your voice to express. It's also coming from your brain and your thoughts, right? And it's coming, and, and, and it's coming from you also having the confidence and the trust in yourself that how you present is perfect. I have a quirky voice, in case you didn't know, right? And when I was doing voiceovers and stuff, like, that was a really big asset. I was never going to be, like, you know, the voiceover for the commercial for, you know, for, for you know, Citibank, right? A financial institution. But, right, but I was the voice of, like, you know, animated characters and the, and the kinds of commercials I did were for candy and for, you know, so, so, like, having a quirk, whatever your voice sounds like, having an accent, if you have any sort of accent, people say I have a New York accent, I don't think I do, but um, <laughs> we all hear accents, right, if anyone's speaking in a way that's not like how we speak, and all over the place there are there are accents, whatever you want to call it, dialects. Um, there's all kinds of things that make people feel self-conscious about their voice. Some people have a story that they're not smart and that they don't have a good vocabulary and that they don't express themselves well. And that's a story. Like, if that's your story, you have to get over the story. Because it's just not true anyway. Because there's always someone for every one of us. Like there's someone for our voice. There's someone for our story. There's someone for the exact way that we're expressing it. But it's just got to be that you're doing it like a thousand percent from from like the depths of your being, right? That's authentic. That's your authentic voice. It's even your authentic voice to not be scared about what you're saying. To really speak your truth right? To speak your truth, to tell your story. So let's talk about what this all means for you and how I can help you to get clear on your voice. Because again, I realized that I took it for granted being a voice person. When I started teaching yoga, I, I just translated all of my other experience being on stage, being a voiceover person, being an actor, I translated that into the classroom. And, and of course, being a yoga teacher is not the same as being an actor. I wasn't using a script. I wasn't playing a character. And so being in a classroom for that, you know, two decades and talking nonstop through a class and sharing and bringing in anecdotes and giving a point of view on the information and, you know, storytelling and finding a million different ways for people to understand the verbal cues that they needed to translate into their bodies, um, learning how to explain things um, in a way that people would understand, learning how to break poses down and reverse engineering them. Um, all of that 
I took for granted as I was really formulating my message and formulating my voice and formulating to the point where then it became that yoga teachers came to me and asked, how can you help me to have a better presence in the classroom and be a better yoga teacher? How can I start to say the kinds of things that you say? How do you weave in all of this interesting philosophy and stories to the class? And to be honest with you, that's what coaches started coming to me for when they realized that I was being really successful in my coaching business. And so essentially, this is what I do on a lot of levels. It's just that I don't give voice lessons, right? Although I could. So what can you do? Well, let's go through those layers again, right? So if physical voice, if if getting connected to just being able to speak with authenticity, to feel like you're using your voice as a vessel, as a vehicle to transmit what's inside of you, and to feel that your voice is free and open and expressive and has different levels, and that you could speak upward and you could use the upper register or you can use the really low register of your voice, right? To be able to have the command of your voice, you need to be grounded in your body. If you feel like when you get in front of the camera or you go on a stage, if someone asks you to, or you have to stand up at a networking event and share what you do, if you know that your voice gets like, you know, really timid and little or like grovelly or, you know, you're, you, you're kind of like not really like expressive, right? Um, you have to do physical exercises to get grounded in your body and your breath because the way that your vocal cords work is that they vibrate when air moves through them. So if when you get nervous, tense, stressed, you recognize that you hold your breath, which is what most people do. And then you try to speak while you're holding your breath. That's when the voice is going to be really constricted and like not really be able to use it very well, right? So you need to be breathing. You need to have circulation. You need to be connected to your breath so that the breath is moving through your vocal cords. And you need to feel rooted in your feet and your pelvis. And your belly, those, those three that, well, I was about to say those three, cause I'm thinking chakras, right? Your lower chakras, one, two, three, right? Are so important for you to feel rooted, anchored, grounded for your breath to be free, for you to be releasing the muscles of your abdomen and your pelvis, which are directly related to your diaphragm so that your diaphragm is working and it's allowing your lungs to inflate and deflate so that you're functioning, so that your breath can flow out of you. So what are some of the ways that you can also just do that and practice and free up your breath? Well, first of all, whenever you're going to speak, and you know, when I have a really high stakes um, training class or anything that I'm doing, I put on music and I dance and I shake it out and I make sure that I'm totally physically like free and released because I need all my energy flowing. So if you know that you're going to do something where you need to literally use your physical voice and you've got a story about your voice, one really good thing that you could do is get embodied, free it up, 
make sounds, right? You like flutter your lips. Do literally go ha, 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 right? Make sounds. Because that opens up and frees up your voice. So that's what you could do just to get in touch with your voice. Now, when it comes to talking about what you do and feeling fluid and free and not stumbling over your words and not sounding rehearsed and memorized and not, you know, tripping and and feeling like uh, the, I don't know what to say, right? What do you have to do about that? Well, first of all, you have to do what is like basically essential in everything I ever teach. If you've taken a free workshop with me, if you're in my academy, if you came to Passion and Prosperous Live, what do we do? I'm like, I'm handout queen, worksheet queen, journal prompt queen. Why? Because when we give our brains the right cues and the right prompts to answer questions or to express ourselves, we we practice getting what's inside of us out. Now, I'm not talking about writing for like for other people. I'm not talking about writing copy and emails and blah, blah. Right now, I'm talking about brainstorming, brain dumping, getting it out of you. Another way of doing that is by talking to people, which is why it's really helpful to have a coach like me because a big part of what I do with people is I extract this from them through our conversations. And then I can reflect back and say, so this is what I'm hearing. Does this sound right? Does this sound like what you're trying to say? That's a big part of what I do with my clients because I'm an expert at messaging. And I'm an expert at helping people to use their authentic voice in a safe space so that I can help them to identify it and then they can get better at using it and then feel more confident using it in the public right? So hashing it out and brainstorming is really important. Practicing with people that you trust, right? You want to practice being able to say what you do, get a buddy, have someone that you trust that you feel comfortable with. Again, this is why we have a community. Everyone that's in my programs like works with each other, right? You get together, you jump on a Zoom. Hey, I'm going to practice saying what I do. Okay, great. Go ahead. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, hi, my name is Stacey Bress Russell and I work with coaches, creators, and service-based entrepreneurs who really want to be making money doing what they love, but they get really stuck on knowing their niche or being able to get their important ideas and information out into the world. And they think they don't know how to do things. And I help them to get the confidence and the clarity so that they can put all of their amazing ideas out into the world. How is that? Right? Or it might sound different. It might sound like, hi, I'm Stacey Bress Russell and um, I, uh, uh, oh my God, I don't know. Right? And But then the only way to get past that is to keep practicing and to keep practicing and to keep practicing until it becomes second nature. And then the way it becomes second nature is because you've been doing that brainstorming and those journal prompts of writing it out. Ask yourself, what do I do? Who do I help? How does this work? What do I want to say? What are the things that light me up? What are the things in as a yoga teacher that I care the most about teaching my students? Because I can't teach them everything. This is like a, a vast body of work called the Vedas. It's an ancient body of work. I can't possibly teach all of it. 
So what am I going to teach? I'm going to teach what feels the most resonant to me, what feels like I relate to the most and what I teach really well. All right? So you got to practice that. You got to discover that and practice it. Okay, the next way that you find your authentic voice is to then go out and talk a lot. Talk a lot. Talk a lot. Find every opportunity that you have to talk to people. Ask them questions. And then listen. Because that's how you're going to, first of all, get reflection back. And second of all, when you're talking to people that are the kind of people you work with, that's how you're going to hit that other point that I said, which is start being able to figure out the language that your ideal clients resonate most with. Because you're going to need that for when you're writing copy in your business, emails, sales pages, landing pages, social media posts, talks, workshops that resonates with them. So it's like you've got to have your own authentic voice, which is your ideas and your passion and all of the things that, and then the way you say things and your vibe, right? What what are you? I mean, I have some sarcasm. I'm like, I have like a funny sarcasm. I'm very, very straight to the point. I'm very down to earth. I've got some woo in there, but people generally like believe me when I'm talking, right? They feel safe around me, right? I have a warmth. I know all of this about my style of talking, of of writing. You've got to find this out for yourself. And here's the thing. If just then your brain was like, I don't have any of those things, then you've got some work to do on your little old human brain. You've got some mindset work to do because we all have a style. You have a style. So if there's any part of you that's like, no, I don't. I don't have a style. I'm boring. I'm plain. I have nothing to say. This is the work that you have to be doing with a coach or a mentor. Okay? If that thought came through your mind, you better get into the academy. Call me. You know? Because that's how our brains work. So I'm sure some of you thought that when I said that. But you do have to figure out your style. And then you also have to figure out what the kind of words that your clients relate to, right? So that you can be mixing that in to what you do. So that's part of your voice. It's kind of like your, it's kind of like your client speaking voice, right? So, okay, talk a lot, right? Listen, then take every opportunity. So this is something that we have like our, one of our very first episodes was called like, say yes before you know how, you know, and it was about like the I'll be ready when syndrome. So here's the thing. You're never going to be ready because the only way that you can be ready to lead a talk, to get on stage, to be on a podcast, to use your voice is to use your voice because it's a muscle. Your vocal cords are muscles. Your mind is a muscle. Your body is an instrument, right? These things go bad if you don't use them. They dry up, literally, right? I had some friends over the other night and two of my friends were talking about like how many guitars their husbands have and it's like driving them nuts because the guitars have to be humidified and they have to be, they can't just dry out. They can't just sit there. They can't just sit there exposed to the air. So think of yourself, your instrument, your voice, your brain. It can't just sit there. You have to use it. And that's how you'll get better at it. 
So if you get an opportunity, if someone says, hey, do you want to do this? You want to do, you have to say yes to everything. Now, I know some people use this thing called Toastmasters. I've never gone to that, right? You could go to something like that where it's like a really, supposedly, I've never been there, but supposedly like a really safe environment for you to go practice being a speaker, if that's what you'd like to do. We're not only talking on this episode about being a speaker. I'm literally talking to you about like being your authentic self and finding out what that is, because that's the only thing that's going to make you attractive to clients. It's the only thing that's going to take you to the next level. It's the only thing to do is be you. It's literally the only thing to do. So it's got to be part of like what you're working on discovering if you don't feel you've discovered it yet. And even if you've discovered it, we can always, I'm constantly feeling like I'm refining, refining, refining. Although I do feel like I'm very authentic. I think I, I mean, okay, I have my voice. But when it comes to writing shit, that's an opportunity. That's where I'm about to go next. The next thing is like, write, right? Now, if you feel that you can't write in a way that sounds um, like you, a really great thing that you could do is you could dictate, you could literally speak Record yourself on voice notes, record into an app, record yourself, and then literally use another app program to transcribe that. And there you have it. Then you've got your voice in written word. And then, of course, you have to like kind of clean it up. And you could probably run it through a program for that too, right? But at least it's originating from you. And then, of course, you know, like you can work with a coach, mentor. There are, you know, you could, there's lots of ways that you could like, like the Toastmasters, there's lots of, there's lots of ways that you can like work with people to help you draw out, right? So when I say that I'm a messaging expert, I, what I'm thinking is that I'm helping someone to draw out their authentic voice so that they feel that like they have something of their own to use when they're putting themselves out into the world. And then I help people put themselves out into the world. It's literally what I do. But even I can't draw someone's authentic voice out if they don't do some of the work that I give, which is here are these worksheets that I've worked really hard on putting together that have certain prompts and questions that when asked and you answer them, you answer them, you can write them or you can speak them. But when you answer those questions, it starts to put you in touch with your authentic self. Your authentic self is there. It's in you. It's that deep part of you that knows it's your intuition. It's like, it's your personality too. Right? So you've just got to start linking your ideas and your thoughts and your info and your to your personality and your expression. So your authentic voice is made up of that as well as what is true to you. What is authentic? What feels right for you to be saying, writing, doing, teaching, sharing? So it's a process of discovery. I happen to be someone who's been in that discovery process my whole life because I started finding my singing voice when I was eight freaking years old. Thank you, Annie. 
album, any album, not even because I was in any, but like if the Annie record had not come out and every single little kid in the universe was in their bedroom singing The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow, I have no idea when I ever would have discovered that part of myself. So I've been on this journey of voice discovery and authenticity of using my voice for my entire life. It's been evolving my whole life. But not everybody who does what we all do, not everybody who wants to have a passion and prosperous life and business has been doing it in quite that way. You've been doing it, but maybe you didn't weren't doing it like 10x, you know, like big time. I've been doing it big time. You can start doing it big time now. You can start right now deciding that you recognize that your voice is your greatest instrument and tool that you have. It's your absolute greatest tool. It trumps everything else. Your voice matters. Your voice is your most important tool. It's what you can use to to create everything that you want starting from being able to ask for what you need, expressing your desires, saying no, saying yes, all the way up to expressing your big ideas and your thought leadership and putting it out into the world, knowing that there are people who are going to be so excited to hear your point of view and go, holy shit, I never thought of it that way until you help me see it that way. So, that's what I want to talk about. That's what I wanted to talk about, about your voice. And those are the ways. Oh, so writing this is the final thing because I was just looking at my notes before I was signing off. And writing is so important. It doesn't mean you have to write a book. It doesn't mean that you have to write like in perfect sentences. It's like scribble. Um, I don't know if you ever, oh, I'll leave you with this. Um, now, th- you know what's so funny is I just was talking to my assistant like today and saying like, I like all these other people that have podcasts and that do similar things that I do. They like, they have affiliates and they like get commissions on things and they like, you know, they've got Amazon stores. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Like I have nothing. And now I'm about to tell you about a book, another thing that I talk about. Okay. So anyway, if you ever heard of this book, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, Julia Cameron, Julia, Julia Cameron. Yeah. Um, came out like when I was like, I think in like high school or whatever. Um, anyway, it's like very, 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 very like well-known, you know, book, a create like kind of unleashing your creativity type book. Um, anyway, one of the exercises, the first exercise in the book is called the morning pages. And I think that like for most people that read that book or whoever read that book, the practice that sticks that, that, that so many people still do, even though, they read that book maybe like when they were in high school, like me, like in the 80s. Um, they do the morning pages. And and what she teaches in there is that the morning pages are that you wake up every day and you you have a notebook or a pad, whatever you want, next to your bed and a pen. And the very first thing that you do when you wake up is you just free write three pages. That's it. Even if what you write the whole time is, I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. I have nothing to say. Like, even if that's what you write for three pages, that if you do that every single day, eventually you're going to unblock the, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And other stuff is going to start to come through. 
And there are some people who swear by this and they wake up every single day. I just do different shit, just so you know. But like people wake up every single day and do their morning pages. And, you know, it can be any style you want. It can be and about anything. It's not like, dear diary, I just woke up and fuck that. You don't have to do that, right? You might have done that when you were 10. I did. But you could do it whatever you want. Sometimes I write shit about my business. I write affirmations. I write like just things that I want to be true. Or sometimes I write like how I'm thinking and feeling in, the, in that moment. But it's a way of getting your, your, yourself down onto paper. And, and pen to paper is such an important tool. It's such an important practice for you for, for like learning how to authentically express yourself it's even better than typing into the computer. I'm, I'm like, it's even better as if anyone ever said typing into the computer was awesome. It's better. It's better. So grab a pen and paper. That's why like I have millions of like notebooks and journals and shit. I've got, I use paper. I know it's not environmentally friendly. I also have a remarkable paper tablet, but I just don't think that we can get away from using pen to paper when it comes to some of this really important work that we have to do for ourselves. Okay, now I'm going to leave. So thanks so much for listening. And I um, am, my door is always open to you. Email me, request me, send me requests, uh, set up a discovery call and work with me. I'm usually able to take in one or two new clients every like two to three months or whatever. Um, join the academy, come to our trainings. All right. Okay. Sending you all the love. You're amazing. You're going to be amazing. Everything you do is great and your voice matters. Bye. so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it. Mm-hmm.